Hey guys, it's Lauren Yates here, celebrity interviewer, entertainment reporter, and the host of this podcast, Rave It Up, celebrity news, reviews, and interviews. If this is the first time you're listening, go check out our show's trailer on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to learn more about us. And make sure to follow us on social media to tell us what else you would like to hear from this podcast. We are under Rave It Up TV on Instagram, Rave It Up Show on Facebook, and our website is raveituptv.com. Now today, we are chatting to famous Latin dancer, very famous for her bachata dancing, Tanya Kensinger, also known as La Alemana. We have a talk to her about her mum being a professional dancer and whether it was inevitable that she got into it as well. Moving from Germany to the United States at age eight, how she deals with a lot of the hurtful comments online and also about all the travel involved in being a dancer. We cover so many topics today and you are going to love every single second. So let's get into it now. Before we get into today's interview, we would like to give a shout out to our Patreons, Irene, Bev and Michael. If you haven't heard of Patreon before, it is a great way to support us and keep us running and improving. You pick a membership tier that suits you and your budget per month, and in return for supporting us, we'll give you behind the scenes content and free stuff. You don't have to give much either. You can be a part of our Patreons for as little as $4 a month. Just visit patreon.com forward slash rave it up. You can even donate through PayPal if you don't trust other sites. You can do so just through our email, raveituptv at gmail.com. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact us. We appreciate anything you can do to support us. Now, let's get into this interview. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Rave it up. Hey guys, it's Roger May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. It's Keegan Allen from Pretty Little Irish. Hi, this is Arthur Butcher. It's Cosentino. It's Rob Mills. It's Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. We're raving It Up. Rave It oh, Up. Fun. <laughs> Hashtag Lauren Rave It Up. <laughs> 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 We're, sorry. Thank you, I like that effect. <laughs> We're raving it up. Tanya, welcome to Rave It Up. It is a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you going today? Thank you. I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. Thanks for the invitation. I'm excited. You're welcome. It was a pleasure to have you on an Australian podcast, Australian YouTube channel. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I love about technology. We're on the other, either side of the world and we're chatting in real time. Just blows my mind sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I don't know if my team had told you as well, I'm actually a Latin dancer myself and Mm -hmm. also an instructor at my own dance studio here in Sydney. And I just have to tell you before we even start, you were such an inspiration to me, you and George, to even get into bachata in the first place, which I just have to thank you because I don't know if I would have found it otherwise. And it's just one of the biggest loves in my life. And I'm sure you you really feel the same as well. I don't know (laughs) what what my life would be without bachata. So thank you. It was it was uh, that video Te Extraño by Extreme. Uh, your beautiful routine, obviously world famous. That's what changed my life. So thank you. <laughs> uh, well, you're welcome, and thank you for sharing that with me. That always when we hear stuff like that, it always makes us feel really good because I don't know, it's it's weird because we just did that choreography and we're like, okay, we're just dancers, and then all of a sudden, you know, it blew up, and mm. we are who we are now. So that's great. Thank you. Well, yes, it it kind of it mustn't be really nice hearing those comments to be like, oh, you know, this is great. I'm not only doing what 
I love, but I'm also changing the world a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> well, since this is your first time on the show, Tanya, we'd actually love to get to know you a little bit better and start from the beginning, if that's okay, to get a good idea of how you made it to where you are today. I know really bringing you back. I like to bring you down memory lane. Okay. <laughs> I, I did my research on you, so let's just get into it. Your mother was a professional dancer, so do you kind of feel it was a bit inevitable that you'd get into it too? Did your mum, except for pushing you into dance classes, push you into it as a bit of a career? Or You know what? She never pushed me. I think um, what she told me, because obviously my memory started at like age six or whatever, but Mm. she said that I danced before I really could walk. Like I was always moving to music, so it's always been in my blood, I guess you could say. Mm. So I was the one that really wanted to do the dancing. So she always like, she put me in whatever classes I wanted to get to, like rock and roll. I did ballroom. I did ballet for like six months, but I was a tomboy. So I got out of it because I couldn't deal with the pink and all the foo-foo stuff. I can't imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) So like she, she never was that type of mother that was like, okay, I'm a dancer. Now you have to do that. She just kind of let me be, but she saw that I loved music and I loved dancing. So she automatically was like, all right, well, whatever you want to do, let's do it. Um, And I didn't think. I was going to be a professional dancer. I wanted to. That was a dream, Um, like a distant dream in my head after I moved to the States. Um, But really, I was going to go to school first for law. And then I decided on psychology. And then I started dancing. I was like, okay, that's it. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) Very, very different. Mm -hmm. So at what stage do you think you will finally like, you know what, I'm going to fully focus 110% on the dancing instead of having kind of like, you know, that plan B as they call it. (laughs) Um, I think it really started like when I first started learning uh, learning salsa when I was about 19 um, back in 2005 that's when I was like, yeah, this is it. I found it. This is what I want to do. And I started with salsa and then bachata came in and then it just, you know, with extraño, um, it just kind of like created this career path. And I just rode that wave. Cause I'm like, yeah, living off of dance is what I want to do. So yeah, I didn't start until I was 19. <laughs> Thank God it paid off. Right. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And I think a lot of people are surprised to hear that you were born in Germany, actually, and that's where Alemana came from. <laughs> exactly, yes. But moved to the States when you were eight. Do you even remember that move? Was it quite intimidating? I do. Actually, um, I don't know if it was intimidating. I, I feel like as children, we're really not intimidated by a lot of things at a young age. Mm. But I know that um, when we moved, we moved during the summertime. I was eight and... I didn't know any English at that point. Like I learned English watching television within three months of the the summertime. And then I had to go to school. And the crazy thing is, is because in Europe, or at least in Germany, we were ahead education wise. Mm -hmm. I got straight A's without really knowing the language because I already learned all the things. I was like, oh yeah, this is way easier. I'm cool. And I I just kind of learned English as I went along, but it was, it was different. It was definitely a culture shock for sure, but it was cool. I liked it. Do you find like, cause kids, they soak up, you know, things really easily that yeah. was it, do you think it was easy to learn English because you were so young? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Cause yeah, there's no way, like I'm still trying to learn Spanish and it's been 13 years. I was going to bring that up because I was like, oh, come on. I've seen you sing with Grupo Extra and like, you'll, you seem so fluent. I don't know how much practice Which that was. Which is so weird. No, I'm reading all the lyrics, but I think because my mother has that same talent as well as um, my half sister, we pick up 
um, the like the enunciation of the languages much quicker. Like we're able to pronounce and all that stuff like within that language. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to say it's a talent. <laughs> but I guess starting a new language as an adult, that must be yeah, a lot it's more difficult. Way harder. <laughs> it's way harder. Yeah, absolutely. You can fool me. 13 years. Come on. <laughs> you just seems so fluid. It's beautiful. <laughs> Have you always wanted to learn how to dance? Always say you're going to do it, maybe even make it a New Year's resolution, but never do? Well, this is your time! Hills Latin Dancing teaches salsa, bachata, and merengue classes for all ages and fitness levels. No partner or previous dance experience is required. If you don't live in Sydney, that is okay too. We teach private lessons over Zoom for only $50. We also offer wedding dances, as well as a ladies' confidence class where we work on loving our bodies for how they are naturally made instead of wanting to change them to fit the perfect but fake bodies we see in the media. And also a seated dance class for the elderly and those with mobility challenges. Come join us for some fun. Visit our website, hillslatindancing.com.au for more information and to book your class now. Did you know we filmed this interview? Well, come on over to our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. You can subscribe for free. And here's a little secret. We like to reward our active subscribers with autographed photos and merchandise, no matter where you are in the world. So don't forget to give us a thumbs up while you're there and get busy sharing the videos with your friends. I love to relate to you even more because I do find our stories very similar in the way that, as you mentioned before, your mum just chucked you in all the dance classes when you were around three. <laughs> Mine too. She chucked me in the ballet as well. And just like you, I, I, I'm surprised like you stuck it. with it for six months. <laughs> I think I only stuck with Not it for I. a couple of weeks. <laughs> I was like, no, nope, not for me. And tap and jazz. Um, yeah. I didn't start ballroom and Latin until, you know, later on in life. But I wanted to know, do you still dance any of those styles today, even just for fun? Um, You know, I haven't taken classes in them. I, I have a friend who did like, who does ballet. So I took like some privates and I have some videos of her. I'm like, all right, let me try to get this technique back. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so hard. And I went to a ballet class. I'm like, uh, okay I don't know if I could do this my bones are different now still so, not for um, you <laughs> yeah I'll do like um you know I'll, I'll dance some ballroom if not some if I have a lead that knows ballroom I can follow as much as possible but I'm really just like Latin dancing that's really what I'm doing is salsa bachata merengue cha-cha stuff like that yeah that's great it's good to <laughs> kind of dip your toe into a little bit yeah. of everything you know keep learning you know as we yeah, leave school absolutely. we never stop learning right absolutely <laughs> So you did mention about, you know, with finding salsa, a lot of your fans already know about that with you working as a go-go dancer. That, I thought that was really cool <laughs> in a hip-hop club and you just saw, you know, a couple dancing LA salsa and was like, I have to learn that. I was kind of the same. Oh, my God, I have to learn that. <laughs> but when did uh, Bachata come along? Was that from looking at another couple as well or no, YouTube? Um, it's crazy because actually, like, I've known – latin dancing since i was 10 my best friend's puerto rican then we grew up together so i went to the house party so i knew salsa bachata and i would dance them like the street style at home mm. so i knew what bachata was what happened um i did i learned salsa and i was teaching it and then when my ex dance partner and i broke up like broke the partnership um i was looking for a partner george was looking for a partner at the time and really what we wanted to do in the beginning was 
like bachata wasn't even on the radar at that point. We, we didn't know people were performing it or anything. And there were plenty of people performing it like on the West Coast and in Europe, mm. but we weren't aware of it. And that was like right when YouTube started. So we didn't have a lot of videos, but we were like, all right, let's do salsa. And then one of my friends said, because we wanted to do a routine, but we were still beginners mm. when it came to salsa. We were terrible choreographers when it came to that. <laughs> so she goes, you know what? You guys want to do a performance show that you guys are a partnership. Instead of doing salsa, why don't you do bachata? You guys dance bachata very well socially. Just do that. And we're like, really? Like a bachata show? It's just a social dance. So we did Extraño. And then all of a sudden, once it was on YouTube, we were like, oh, my God, this is amazing. We love it. Come and teach us. And we're like, what the hell just happened? We wanted to do salsa. <laughs> and we were trying to offer salsa the whole time. But everybody wanted to hire us for bachata. So that's kind of just like it came in because we wanted to showcase our partnership to mm. showcase Lalemana and Ataka, our partners now, they're dancing together. The easiest routine that we can come up with was a bachata show. And then that's what we became. <laughs> I love how you guys good. think like, that routine was so easy. Because like when you watch it, especially if you're just starting out dancing, you're like checking out that footwork and you're like, oh, what? <laughs> and you're like, nah, it's all good. I can do that in my sleep. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Oh, I love that story, though, because you did have, as you mentioned, a dance partner before George came along Mm -hmm. or before you came along for George, however you want to phrase that. (laughs) How how much traction do you think you were already getting, you know, say with that other dance partner or even before that? Were you already starting to, as you said, YouTube really only just started then. Were you already starting to put some of your own stuff out? Yeah, there's actually videos of me um, dancing on on YouTube, like doing social dancing with him. His name's Neri. Um, so we have a couple of videos on YouTube from like 2004, 2005, 2006 um, that are on there. And the name is La So I've had that nickname from before George. And <laughs> but it was funny. like, it's very minimal. It was just like, hey, let's just throw it up there. But there were views. But the thing is, is the views, the high views for those videos that were older came because of Extraño. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. That always happens, doesn't um, it? They go, oh, yeah. check Holly. out the old ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Please don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, no, 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 no. Look at the new stuff. <laughs> I've improved. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so speaking of Ataka, like, do you ever get sick of just spending so much time together and always dancing together? Do you ever like, oh, my God, can't I just dance with someone else for a second? <laughs> well, I mean- <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> That's right. I want to tell him. It depends. depends. But honestly, like as far as dance partners go, Ataka is the best when it comes to a dance partner for myself. And Mm. I feel like it's, it's a natural connection that we have that we've had since the beginning. And obviously 13 years, you know, together you create, you know, a certain bond and you end up actually thinking alike. You're, you're like on the same wavelength. So I wouldn't trade that for anything. Like, I don't think I could find that again. So, yes, he is my favorite dance partner ever. <laughs> yes, he definitely looks like a really good lead just from the videos. Oh, he's very good. He's I'm like, damn. Good. Oh, I, ho- I hope to dance with him in the future. Who knows? Yes. Yes, yes if you yes, ever come yes, to yes. Australia, right, we got to go social dancing. Woo! <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Was it difficult in the beginning, though? Because obviously it was so many years together. Like, you right. just get used to it and, you know, you're used to his leads. He's used to your follows. But was it hard in the beginning for that height difference? A lot of people just cannot dance with someone unless they're taller than them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not it's dissing true. on his height, by the way. I'm just no, no. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are perfect. <laughs> no, I think, I don't think we really had any issue. I can't remember 
if there was any problems height-wise. I mean, obviously it would always be beneficial if the lead is taller than the follow, but naturally I am technically shorter than him. He's about 5'9", I'm 5'6", but I always but wear like heels. four inch heels. <laughs> so I'm like his height, um, but it always worked out. And the thing is, I think what's good is, you know, it has its benefits because we're more like at the same eye level. So I don't have to look up or he doesn't have to look down. We can just mm. connect like this. And I think that kind of helps us helps. as well, like when we're doing performances and everything like that. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and why Alamana and Attacker? Because why did you feel like you needed a stage name? Because there are actually a lot of couples out there that just go by their real names. Yeah. I think what happened, um, well, like I said, before George, I had La Alamana as a nickname mm. and it, it is in those videos. So the videos with my ex-dance partner, it is La Tanya, La Alamana, and then Neri. And when we got together and obviously we have a additional dan- um, business partner, Rudy. Mm. And I don't remember the conversation, but I know that my nickname was already on YouTube. So we're like, all right, you know what? Let's just roll with it. People kind of, uh, the, the little amount of people that have seen those videos, yeah. <laughs> they already know you by that. So let's just roll with that. And Ataka was the same thing. He had videos with his previous dance partner as well. Oh, under okay. Ataka. So we just kind of like, we're like, you know what? Let's just roll with it. It sounds cool when people announce it. Why not? Mm. You know, yeah. and then, you know, we don't, there's other dancers that have the name Jorge. There's not many that have Tanya, but mm. when you say, you know exactly who you're talking about. As opposed yeah, that's to like, true. Which one is it? You know, it's unique. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not so much about, <laughs> oh, I want to keep my identity private because yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys are very open about your real names too. So, yes. <laughs> so as we know, you know, that, that, uh, text Daniel video just went freaking viral and still does Crazy. to this day. <laughs> I'm sorry yeah, that you, you like cringe a little bit when you watch it now, but I, you know, as I said, I, I was amazed by that performance and that was the reason I got into Latin dancing. But you guys, because of that, have now become like, I want to say the most famous bachata couple in the world. Yeah, I think that's a, a fair statement, right? Okay, I'll let you say that. <laughs> yes, because even the um, video you did with Daniel and Desiree with mm-hmm. Grupo Extra, that I couldn't believe. I just checked it yesterday. Nearly yeah. 200 million views. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> Woo! That's crazy. I just cannot even fathom that amount of people. Does yeah. that ever get, get to you? Does that is that ever feel nerve-wracking <laughs> to be like, oh, my I, goodness, that many people are looking and we got to keep that, I guess, quality up? I think, um, well, for me, I really don't go on YouTube that much to watch my videos, so I don't even know <laughs> what the views are. Um, but I think... I do feel like there is a, a unspoken pressure for mm-hmm. at least for George and myself um, to just make sure that we are we're constantly learning, we're constantly growing and we're constantly putting out, um, you know, product that people want, people enjoy and that's authentically ourselves. So, yes, we always want to do better with every single performance that we do with every workshop that we do. Um, but as far as like the, the YouTube views, I really don't know about them. <laughs> So that doesn't really add the Can't pressure. It. doesn't affect me. <laughs> yeah, the YouTube views, I'm like, ah, eh, but, you know, not that it doesn't matter, so keep watching the YouTube. Yes. But um, I think it's just, you know, when, when we're in front of audiences or when we're at events, we can we, we just want to give the best to the people that, you know, pay to see us, that mm. are following us. We want to give them, you know, what they want, and that's us, but we always want to be better. It's good to not be distracted by those sort of numbers and just yeah. being focused on the actual product or yeah, right. product service. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's technically a product. It's a brand. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. Are you guys still <laughs> doing a lot of training too, or is it just more about whatever you come up with in the moment? No, um, a little bit of both. Like we'll, we'll still watch videos or we'll, we'll train together. And George, obviously as the lead, he'll try to come up with very creative new, um, you know, turn patterns. We take a lot from salsa. We're salsa dancers. Yeah. So we incorporate that as well. You know, that's where really the turn patterns are coming from. So we watch, you know, people like Fernando Sosa and Adolfo and a couple other people that were like, oh, that is a really cool pattern. Let's try that. Let's try to figure out how to put that into bachata. And that's kind of, you know, how we grow. Are we taking a lot of bachata classes? No. But are we looking at other dance styles to try to fuse that in there and make it not necessarily authentic, but to make it creative and fit the the style. Yes. Mm. Yeah, I love that Latin, all the Latin dances really cross over yeah. and you can just do whatever you do in bachata, you can do in salsa and vice yeah. versa or merengue, like whatever. Like exactly, <laughs> makes exactly. it fun and entertaining. And even mm-hmm. though being a professional now and everyone is looking at you on YouTube, do you ever still stuff up on stage? <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. I just did it last weekend. <laughs> Don't even notice it. We, we, us fans are just like, that looks awesome. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, no, absolutely. We still mess up. I mean, we try to keep it to a minimum. And I think, like I said, because we have that connection, it, when we do mess up, it's hard to tell because we're able to read each other very quickly and adjust. Yeah. Um, but there's definitely been mess ups and they're on video and they're forever on YouTube and you can see that. Yeah. And it is what it is, you know, we're human. It happens. <laughs> Isn't there a famous quote out there that was like, you know, if you fall or, you know, miss a step, just make a part of the dance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just yeah. smile and you meant to do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was part of the move. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to look back over the videos now. I'm joking. Yeah, <laughs> they're out there. <laughs> hey guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. Bryce Johnson from Pretty Little Liars. It's Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. These celebrities are sharing a message of hope and inspiring the younger generation in our new book, Knowing What I Know Now. This is filled with 70 quotes from your favorite celebrities on what they would tell their 14 year old selves. A book filled with amazing advice to help you chase your dreams or help you deal with bully or depression. It is available worldwide as a paperback, ebook, and audiobook version. Go to raveituptv.com to buy your copy now. Looking for the most comfortable and fashionable gym clothes around? Introducing Gym XO. They are an eco-friendly brand from the UK. Gymwear made from recycled materials. Pick from some really cute gym sets, tops, bottoms, and there are even options for curvy women. Get 30% off today with free shipping by using our discount code RAVEITUP30 at checkout. Go to gymxo.co.uk today. That is gymexo.co.uk. Uh, even though you guys are, you know, so popular and very famous out there, you guys have definitely paid your dues, though. Like, at the beginning, you had to pay to go to different congresses around the world, your airfares, hotel rooms, all of that. I'm just wanting to tell the audience that, that they have definitely earned all their success. Did you ever feel like in those stages of giving up and just maybe wanting to go back home and get a so-called normal job? <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Once Good. we started... Um, you know, we both love teaching. We both love performing. We love connecting with people. So, you know, we, we knew you had to put the work in and you had to invest in yourself. So 
we were like, all right, we want to go to this event. We want to be known. We want to be hired in the future. So we're going to have to pay this airfare. We're going to have to pay for the hotel. Or, you know, sometimes we got the hotel comp. We were there to work. We didn't get paid for the work. Mm. Um, but it was okay because we were investing. And in the beginning, you know, obviously it paid off. And we're still here today, you know, 13 Woo. years later. So <laughs> totally worked. <laughs> yeah. Did you have like at that stage different jobs to be able to afford that? Or was it still all dance related? No, it was like all waitressing dance. Like, or something. <laughs> no, at the time, no, I haven't worked a regular job since 2004, 2005. I used to oh, do so proud of you. So, so after that, I was like, that's it. I'm this is dancing. So we were doing a lot of local um, classes. We were doing like local performances mm. and just trying to, to work as much as possible. But we haven't worked a regular job when George and I became partners since 2008. And I haven't worked a regular job since 2005. Wow. Good yeah. on you. See, guys, it's, <laughs> it's possible. not easy. <laughs> not it's easy. <laughs> but I do love that the show is all about, you know, being um, being motivated from the guests yeah. I have on and inspired that, you know, go chase your dreams, guys. Yeah. You live once. And it's so, it, even though it's hard in the beginning, so worth it yeah. in the end, especially Absolutely. if you love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And speaking of that traveling too, you've now traveled to what, over 25 different countries? It's probably more than that Minimum, now. Probably like 35 countries. Yeah. Like, like we've been on every goodness. continent, obviously except Antarctica because penguins don't bachata, but... Um, you sure they'd still love the performance, don't you? <laughs> yes. We'll just go down there, perform, and then come back. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, we've, we've definitely been very blessed, I would say, for um, having been able to travel the world multiple times over, seeing what we've seen, connecting with the people, experiencing the cultures that we've experienced before the age of, you know, 35, 36 yeah, you know, a yeah. lot of people can't say that. And it's sad because it does, um, you know, with the traveling, it does open your mind to to new ideas, new things. You're I feel like you become much more empathetic as a human being towards other cultures, like because we've experienced like really rich places and then we've experienced very poor places. And it just kind of, you know, makes you appreciate what you have, but also, um, you know, a- appreciate others as well. And you just I don't know. People are amazing all across so the world. Like it's been it's been amazing. <laughs> It's been an awesome experience. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for anything ever, ever. That's well, it's also true that you can be so grateful that you get to travel from doing something you love too. It's not just right. traveling, you know, once a year when you've got the yeah. time off from work. You guys are doing it throughout the year. It's incredible. Yeah. But I think people do forget about how how hard it can be. All that travel on your body, especially yes. as a dancer, when your body is like needed for your job. How have you coped with that? Because I've listened to some other interviews you've done. And even though George, he's like, yeah, I can sleep on the plane. You yeah. can't. <laughs> Do no. you still spend like, make sure there's like plenty of time in between flights and performances or whatever so that, or is that a bit hard to control so that you can't it was, rest? It was very hard. Um, I would say for the, for about 10 years from about 2011 until, well, 2010 till about 2020, right before COVID, um, we were traveling almost every weekend. We wow. would be home maybe two or three days out of the week. So like we would get home Monday, be home Tuesday, Wednesday, and then we would leave again by Thursday because a lot of our work was in Europe. And in the beginning we were doing tours and for myself, um, although it was nice in the beginning, I missed home. I missed my bed. Like it's just, it's different. It's a different feeling being in a hotel in a place that you don't speak the language and the food's different. Like it just really and time zones yeah everything so it was it was definitely difficult and I know for myself it's funny I was having a conversation with somebody today 
about it that it seems like the the men in um in our communities seem to be able to do this a lot longer and are like just like they're like this Mm. whereas the women in our community are like oh my god I'm so tired this is so exhausting and you know it it affects us a, a lot more I feel like and I do know that during that time like right towards the not the end but when before we started slowing down I know that mentally it affected me like Uh, in a very, very big way. And, you know, I was, I was very foggy. I would forget a lot of things and, you know, not seeing my home, not seeing my family or my friends and really just having like my own life. I know that mentally I wasn't in a good state, like started going into depression again. Like it was, it was a lot. It's, it's definitely not easy. I love what I do, but um, yeah, it was, it was difficult for, for a while, for sure. Especially when it's every weekend. It would be different if, say, if it was once a month or, yeah. you know, a few times yeah. a year. And it would be easier if we were doing it in the, you know, in the States, but we were doing a lot of back and forth to Europe or to mm. Asia. And it was just like, it jet lag was permanent for us. Yep. Mm. But, you know. Like, why don't you just move there? You got to see the world. <laughs> <laughs> like, why don't you just move to Europe? Uh, that's know. where everyone wants you. <laughs> Yeah. And we thought about it, but at that point in my mind was like, I can't, I can't do this right now. So yeah. yeah. If your family's here, you got to stay yeah. where, where your family yeah. is and your friends. Yeah. But everyone should go check out your company, Island Touch Dance Academy as well. One of the hottest dance companies uh-huh. in the world. <laughs> I love the name of the business too. How did you guys come up with it? Cause I did hear that obviously Attacker's vision is to touch the world through the yeah. arts. So did that name really just come easy for you guys then? <laughs> Actually, funny thing is I was not involved in that process. So it was Rudy, El Tigre, and George. They actually started Island Touch together. Ah. So they started it, I want to say, like, towards the end of 2007, they got together. Um, And there's, like, a whole story behind that. But um, when they started it, I know they they wanted – like an adjective and like because Rudy is he's business like he's he's corporate America like he has a huge background in that so he's like okay we got to find something that's marketable that people are going to like blah 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 blah. and they're both from an island George is Puerto Rican Rudy is part Dominican so island cool Mm. makes sense an island makes you think okay Caribbean and all right we're going to do a Caribbean dance and you have salsa bachata all that touch is just an adjective like what are we going to add I honestly don't know why they landed on touch, but I'm glad they did because now we've been able to use touch it. Touch the for... world. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it was a perfect pick, I think. Yeah. Well, I'm sure if I have George on in the future, he can tell the whole story as Absolutely. it is. But <laughs> that's really, really cool, though. And I did see on your website, too, you guys have a bit of a hip hop and reggaeton fusion called Crunk Charter. Is that right? Uh, yes. <laughs> can you tell us about that? that? That sounds a lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah, we did do those workshops. We haven't done them in quite a few years, but it was um what's fun. It's still a new website started, though. <laughs> yeah, it is on the website. And we can do those workshops, but we haven't done them in a long time. Um it started because we were at, I believe it was the DC Congress back in like 2009, 2010, something like that. And they had asked us, they're like, hey, can you do like a fusion hip hoppy type bachata workshop and we're like what the hell or what why (laughs) like all right well we'll do something I guess and you know we we found out about it and then we're like you know we Toby Love is really the one that has that term so when he he considered his style of bachata singing crunchata he's the first and only person that has said that um because he has the the (laughs) hip-hop influence like if you listen to his songs it's R&B and hip-hop that's the biggest influence that, that he has and we're like that's a perfect name. We're going to use this name. 
to show, okay, this is the type of workshop. If people know Toby Love, then you'll know exactly what Crunchata would be. And um, that's how it yeah. started. If you don't know Toby Love, go check him out. Yeah. <laughs> really good music. Yeah, he's probably one of my favorite artists, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think he was one of the, except obviously for text on one of the yeah. first bachata songs i heard oh and prince yeah. voice he's my other fave oh, oh my God. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. i have to talk to you about this because i found it very interesting you do also have the touch the world initiative which is mm-hmm. a philanthropic like arm to island yeah. touch and i even noticed on your email signature it did say director of philanthropy and yeah. i was like what do you do as a philanthropist in like a dance academy? I didn't even know yeah. that was an actual job title. So tell us. <laughs> I about- made it a job title. <laughs> Good. You did very well. <laughs> I make, if you don't have the space, you make your own space. But, exactly. Um, you yeah, make it you a know. job. <laughs> <laughs> no, basically um, how it started. I've, I've always, and we all are like this, but um, I always wanted to, you know, volunteer and give back. My mom is, very big on that she worked with pregnant um teen moms for a long time for like as i was growing up so she she gives back a lot and that's something that she's still doing but with our company we all were like okay we still need to give back to the community they give us so much and they support us and you know let's do something so it started with um including with our with our franchise teams we made it to where okay twice a year they would do something for their community they would either give money or give their time you know, pick a pick an organization in your location and then give back however you can. So that we did that. And we also for our events, same thing, wanted to do um, something for a local organization. So like in Chicago for our event in Chicago every year, we work with an organization called Cell of Freedom, which is a organization that focuses on um, human trafficking. Most of like that, that's what they focus on. They've been doing that. And I actually got that organization through my mother because she worked with them as well. Um, And we've been working with them for, I want to say the last four or five years now. Um, We've been able to give them, you know, raise money and give them money for, for their organization. So that's one of them that we work with every year. Um, We've worked with children orphanages. Um, We're currently also working with Heartbeat Vietnam, which is a an organization in Vietnam that focuses on children with um, uh, congenital heart defects. And it's close to me because I was born with the same problems that they have. I'm just, really? I was lucky enough to be born in a place that can, you know, has insurance and I can take care of it and I can see a doctor. Unfortunately, they're not, you know, they're not as, I don't want to say lucky, but it's just, it's not like that over there. So we have been able, I know from our event in Tampa, that was in 2019, I believe we were able to raise about $4,000, which allowed three children to get life-saving surgery. So like, you know, that's, we just want to give back, raise as much as we can and just, you know, touch the world. You yeah. Know, so <laughs> hey, bring it, really what it was. It was just, we just wanted to give back. I wanted to start a foundation, but I'm like, I just, I want to help everybody. And with your own foundation, you have to like focus on one thing. I'm like, I don't want to just focus on one thing. I want to help everybody. So that's, yeah. We're just like, let's just raise money and we'll give it to whatever organization at the moment. Yeah. So I guess as the director of philanthropy, you're kind of also discussing it with all the other, with your whole franchise, yes. talking yeah. to the other locations and just organizing all of that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At incredible locations. Oh my goodness. Like some yeah. that I was really surprised at, like Bangkok, Moscow, Bulgaria, Tokyo, 
Poland, Rome, Amsterdam, and Belgium. They were like ones I was yeah. very surprised at. And then obviously many locations around America as well. Have these locations happened because people have inquired about it and they want to like do it for you? Or have you actually gone to like, you know, all those places and asked, can we, can we bring our, <laughs> our dance academy? Can here? we bring our stuff? <laughs> no, Please. actually, um, <laughs> we started that whole concept back in 2010. Um, we were the first company to do it. That was our model. We were like, all right, because we always had fans and, you know, people that were instructors are like, I would love to learn your, your style and teach it. And I want to hire you for choreography. And the thing is we, put the extraño as a dvd um instructional video oh, out cool. before that and we were very hesitant in the beginning george and myself but we're just like no listen to me do it people will learn it nobody's gonna hire them over you so why are we worried i'm like all right yeah you're absolutely right so we did yeah. that and a lot of people actually bought it and learned it and performed it and it was like oh wow this is amazing so then we created the the touch teams where we would create choreographies for them um, and people would just request to be part of it. Once we advertise it, like, hey, learn Atacalanamana routines, um, specific routines for, you know, that season. And we would just have people email us be like, I would love to be a part of it. And we would audition them and just see what level that they were at and um, make sure that they're actual instructors and directors. Yeah. And then um, let them run with, with, the, with the team. Wow, that's incredible. Gonna have to check that out a little bit yeah. more. <laughs> Something to add into my dance studio. Yes, yes. You can add Australia to that list. Woo. Yes, please. <laughs> we need one. <laughs> yes, I'm happy to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that more off air then. <laughs> so you and Ataka have a big online presence, as we've already spoken about, but I really did want to talk about yours in particular. Because I love how you spread the message of, you know, woman power and self-esteem and obviously body image. Mm -hmm. and as women we just not naturally fluctuate with weight don't we and deal with it in our own way and in our private time but you know we try to work on that self-esteem and confidence but unfortunately I like to think it's and and even for me it's different because we're in the spotlight Mm -hmm. and unfortunately I do see so many horrible comments and it breaks my heart on some of your videos or photos of people just dissing it and like you know oh my god why is she wearing that or she's got ain't gained a bit of weight or now she's skinny whatever like and don't take it the wrong way I find you so sexy so I'm like what are you going on about people (laughs) and most women are like that so why are you dissing Tanya just because she's you know so-called famous or you know if you see yourself as like a bit of a celebrity but you know go be a queen as you say how do you deal with those hateful comments that are on there especially when they're focusing on something that's not even about your actual dancing ability they're looking at something else it's like come on it's a dance video you're supposed to look at the dancing pay attention to the dancing yeah exactly I mean I'll be honest definitely in the beginning it it got to me and I was like oh my god like I was pregnant people thought I was pregnant for like six years so I was pregnant for like six years apparently but um, always pregnant that's babies (laughs) yeah that's what it is but um no it definitely got to me in the beginning and then finally you know just having a good support system you know with like George and Rudy they're like don't don't worry about it like you look great do you feel happy? Do you feel good? Yeah. Okay. That's all that matters. And after a while, I think as I got older and just like focused more on me, I was like, you know what, everybody, that's your opinion and that's fine. And yes, do I wish they wouldn't make those comments. Yeah. But you know, whatever, if that's, 
helping you throughout the day, which I doubt it does making a negative comment that serves no one, but it is what it is. And I, I, I've learned to ignore them because really it has nothing to do with me. It's more whatever that person is dealing with. Mm. And it's, it's sad to see that I do get, you know, those types of comments from women, you know, you would expect it maybe from, from men more than anything, but it's, it's, you know, fellow women that would say things like that. And I'm like, all right, well, clearly there's an insecurity there or a jealousy there, whatever it might be. And it has really nothing to do with me and I'm happy and I love myself. So there's, you know, I'll just let them deal with it. So it's, you know, understanding that when comments like that happen to whoever, because it happens to all of us, if you're, if you have an online presence, you're going to get those negative comments, whether Mm -hmm. it's based on your appearance or what you're saying, your mind doesn't matter. It's important to remember that it's more about the person that's making the comment rather than you. you That's that's what I try to to live by. It's just to not let it affect me. Cause if, if I let those things affect me, I would be very depressed. <laughs> yeah. It's good that you love yourself. And uh, yeah, that's as the guy important. said, you know, d- d- are you feeling good? You're happy. Okay. That's all that matters. Like that's I love it. that. That's something yeah. so simple. <laughs> it <laughs> is. You would yeah. think it, it's simple, but it's very hard for us to specifically, I think for women to do that. Cause we're just taught to be whatever society needs us to be. And we're always trying to fit into something and be perfect. And then all these filters and social media has completely blown everything out of proportion and it's not real anymore. So we, I think we've lost our grip on reality, but um, it's, it's important for us to, to learn that about ourselves and to, to stick to the fact like, okay, if I'm happy, I love the way that I look, maybe there's always improvement, of course, whatever it is, but you have to be happy with yourself first and don't worry about anybody else. And just put yourself first, as you yeah. said. Like, don't even look at them if you don't, you know. Yeah. I don't why, even, why even go on there. <laughs> like, I pretty much just go on there to post now. I'm like, I don't yeah. even look at all the stuff. It's fine. No. Yeah. It's not conducive at all. So it's like, all right, whatever. Yeah. Say, say what you got to say. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> but I do love what you said about social media and everything and just cre- like society creating that whole fake you know what what beauty should be because right. even like I, I just started a couple of weeks ago a ladies confidence class so oh, nice. not just lady styling but actually I put like a whole mental element in it too mm-hmm. so that we actually love our bodies for how they are made naturally like you know us women they, no matter what you do you cannot get rid of cellulite some days no. it's there, some days it's not stretch marks come on if you if you've had a baby like that your whole body tells you a story a whole person exactly (laughs) (laughs) so I'm like you know as you said it's fine to you know maybe go to the gym and want to you know uh, get more fit and maybe change some parts but you should be still loving what you already have and not be like oh I wish I looked like that person on a magazine or on social media but even social media like not only magazines yeah even magazines they've retouched like yeah yeah I even put up like it's not even the same person anymore like once you realize that none of that stuff is real then you're like oh okay yeah Yeah. this makes sense they're the human version of them does not look like that so how could I ever aspire to be this perfect looking thing that doesn't even exist in real life yeah very very true and even like with social media people only put up what they want you to see they don't put up the bad stuff they don't want that first photo (laughs) yeah (laughs) I always say like social media is kind of like someone's trailer where they yeah. don't put up their bloopers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
But, you know, even like if you Google search celebrities, like, you know, they look every day, like, you know, paparazzi take those photos to kind of shame them. But come on, like a bit of cellulite here or there or fat, whatever. It's totally normal. They just don't look like they do when they're on the red carpet or on a photo shoot or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got to love yourself first. It's good to have Mm -hmm. that bit of a segment. And I know this is a bit of a touchy subject too, but I did want to talk about a post that you put up on your Instagram just recently. I think it was last week. You posted uh, about that it was about 22 years now since uh, you actually would have, did you actually try to or were about to commit suicide? Was that because of hurtful comments as well? Or no, I do um, men- remember you mentioning about depression. Yeah. So I've, I've struggled with depression for a long time, like throughout um, my teenage years and getting older, there was just a lot of things, you know, family issues and you know my father not being like it's you, you deal with a lot I think as children we put we don't put but there's a lot of trauma that we take in as young yeah. children and then as you grow up you kind of carry that and it turns into something else and that's why we all need therapy but, <laughs> um, and as a woman was, too <laughs> yeah and a woman and a woman of color like it's just it's everything's like piled up but um it was actually when I was about 13 14 years old um I I was not in a good space. And I think at that moment, I definitely had a lot of like boy problems. Mm. So it was, it was that kind of situation at that age, like the world is ending all the time. And I did try and thank God I was very stupid. And I just took a lot of um, ibuprofen. (laughs) So all that happened was I was, I was just very, very sick after yeah. that. My yeah. mom couldn't figure out what it was. And then finally I told her and she was like, all right, we need to figure this out. Give you help. Um, yeah. But, you know, it, it, I did try. Thank God it didn't work because otherwise I wouldn't be here and experiencing all these amazing things that I've experienced. Like to end my life at 13, 14 is just, I can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, I, and I still, after that, I still struggled with depression. I would have, you know, a few years where I would still have the suicidal thoughts, but I didn't act on them. Something, you know, was like, all right, let's just, let's figure this out. It's, it's bad. And we're in a bad space right now, but Mm -hmm. let's not do this. And I think what helped me at that moment while I was having those thoughts is just thinking about like my mother, how it would affect her, you know, I'm, you know, her, everything, what she's telling, you know, told me. And like, I couldn't leave her like that. She would be absolutely devastated. And then, you know, I thought about George and Rudy and, you know, all, all my friends that care about me. I was like, I can't just leave. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that it, it definitely helped having that in the back of my head, like, no, no, no. Like I get it, but you got to stay for this. If nothing else, just stay for this. And that's, you know, that helped me. And then I went into therapy and that definitely helped. And I haven't had those thoughts in a long time. Good. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any advice for any of our audience members who might be going through a similar situation? Um, like therapy? I think definitely talking to someone, therapy of some sort, I think is is very good. Um, and, and just remembering, you know, the... I know it's hard to be like, oh, just stay for other people. But that's really for me, that's what anchored me to stay mm-hmm. um, was thinking, OK, if I do this one, it's it's a selfish act. Obviously, it's because it's because of me. But how many people am I going to affect by doing this? And is this really how I want to hurt them? Because I don't want to hurt any of them. And by doing that, I know I'm going to hurt the people that I love and care about the most. So it's 
um, it's, it's trying to find that anchor really. And, and remembering that there's love out there, getting the therapy, taking that first step to talk to someone. It doesn't mean that you're crazy. It just means, you know, there's, you're sick. It's, I, I feel depression is a sickness, just like everything else. We go to the doctor. If you have a cold, you go to the doctor. So for our mental health, we should go to a doctor to, you know, not to fix it, but to address the problem and then figure out how we can, you know, get better. So I definitely do feel that talking to someone is like the number one thing um, to do. Whoever, if you're out there and you're struggling, take that first step, talk to someone. Um, and, you know, it, it, life gets better. Yeah. Definitely. Taking that way out. I understand why, but you can miss out of so many amazing things that would come after that. And, you know, having lived it, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so glad I stayed because I saw the world. I did this. Like it's been, it's been amazing. So yeah. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it. I know for a lot of people, it is a touchy subject. So please go get help if you are feeling like that. But it is something I do like to bring up in interviews as well, just to get some advice. So thank you. And before we we do, we are going to play a little bit of a game soon, which would be really fun. Yeah. She's like, oh, let's do it. (laughs) A bit different, not just chatting about me the whole time. (laughs) But I would love to know, even though you've already achieved so much, traveled around all these different countries, what can we expect from you? And George, in the future, do you have some really cool stuff coming up that we can expect? Um, I'm trying to think. Just kind of going day uh, to day, putting videos up. Yeah, it's unusual. Just, I mean, we're still we're still traveling. Like I have like local classes. Um, we're dipping our our toes in different things, but we still have our events. We've had that. Um, you know, George did a movie, which was a cool project that he did. Obviously, awesome. with singing, and hopefully, we get to continue that in the future, especially with Grupo Extra, who are absolutely incredible to work with and incredible people. Um, you know, I've been doing some fitness here and there. Started a program. Um, any new exciting projects? Eh, not really. We <laughs> will just keep a look on, out on social yeah, media. <laughs> yes. Stay with our social media and when we have a new project coming out, you'll be the first to know. Yes, please come back on. I want to hear all about it. (laughs) You're welcome on any time. Just consider it like your second home. (laughs) In this day and age, we're surrounded by technology and electricity all the time. Like our phones and laptops, phone and radio towers, Wi-Fi, electric power lines, and the appliances in our home. Do you know that these could be damaging your health because of the electromagnetic radiation coming off them? When I found Orgone Effects though and bought their products, I immediately noticed a difference. I started sleeping better and was even calmer and not always high in adrenaline. Orgone Effects has over 20 years experience in developing products to neutralize the harmful effects of EMRs. I have six of their products myself now and I could not recommend them highly enough. These products last a lifetime too, so you only have to buy them once. Go check out their website, orgoneffectsaustralia.com.au. That is O-R-G-O-N-E effectsaustralia.com.au. And type in the coupon code RAVEITUP at checkout. Did you know Rave It Up now has a private Facebook group where we give away regular prizes and you get to have a sneak peek at what we're up to? You'll get to see some fun behind the scenes action and can be part of the interview process yourself, just like a real journalist. So come join us and share your passion for entertainment with all of our other fans. 
Just search Rave It Up Community on Facebook and we look forward to getting to know. But I think it's time for the legendary two-minute hot seat. Oh, no. So, yeah, it's a really fun game here on Rave It Up. It is just very legendary because people just love it. They just keep coming back for the game. I got rid of it for a little while and people were like, where did it go? And I was like, okay, I'll bring it back. (laughs) So what we will do, Tanya, is I ask you various questions. You just have to pick your preference. So it's like dogs or cats, singing or dancing. And you have to answer as many questions in two minutes as possible. Ooh, and what do you, I get? Well, I know, right? People are like, what's my what prize? prize? <laughs> Knowing you're the winner. Isn't that a prize? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That'll work. <laughs> i got to come up with a prize then. <laughs> and when we finish, we'll see where you sit on the leaderboard up against everyone else has played the game on the show. All right. So 144 people, just to let you know, over like 11 oh years. So right. a lot of people. Yeah. Let's go. I'm a competitive person. Let's do this. And because it's a Zoom interview, I'll give you two minutes 15 just because, you know, there's a little bit of delay. Okay. Uh, I do that with all my Zoom interviews, so that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are you ready? I think so. Yeah. Do you have any questions? Except I'm not giving you the questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me get my stopwatch. Okay. Let me just, I'll change the the view on the camera so we can both see each other. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. iPhone or Samsung? iPhone. Apple or Android? Apple. Rap or rock music? Rap. Rock or pop? Pop. Pop or country? Pop. Beach or mountains? Beach. Beach or pool? Beach. Skiing or snowboarding? Skiing. Sun or rain? Sun. Comedy or action? Comedy. Blondes or brunettes? Brunettes. Sweet or salty? Sweet. Sunglasses or hat? Sunglasses. SUV or convertible? SUV. Mac or PC? Mac. PlayStation or Wii? PlayStation. Clean or messy? (laughs) Clean. Singing or dancing? Oh, dancing. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Italian or Chinese food? Italian. Summer or winter? Summer. Kim Kardashian or Scarlett Johansson? Scarlett. Johnny Depp or Will Smith? Johnny Depp. Mall or online shopping? Online. Cinema or home movie? Home. Ice cream or gelato? Ice cream. Cake or cookies? Cookies. Dress or skirt? Dress. Family or friends? (laughs) That's hard. I'm going to say family because my friends are family. Family. Christmas or your birthday? <laughs> oh, my birthday. Night or day? Uh, day. Heels or flats? Heels. Straight or curly hair? Curly. Eye color blue or brown? Brown. <laughs> Vampire or werewolf? Vampire all the way. Texting or calling? Texting. Los Angeles or New York? LA. Friday or Saturday? Saturday. TV or movies? Movies. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Snow or surf? Surf. Harry Potter or Twilight? Twilight. Family Guy or The Simpsons? Family Guy. McDonald's or Burger King? Ugh, uh, McDonald's, I guess. French fries <laughs> or chips? <laughs> uh, chips. And we're out of time! <laughs> How many questions do you think you answered in that time? Uh, 30? 
30. Ooh, a lot more than that, sweetheart. Woo. Oh, wow. You have answered 46 questions. Woo. And you are sitting, let me look at the leaderboard. Ooh, you are sitting number 42 on the Rave It Up leaderboard. But right. out of Zoom interviews, you're only sitting number six. Okay. So that's okay. really good. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take Woo. it. <laughs> Just means you're going to have to come back on and yes, do it again. I got to beat that score. <laughs> now you know what to expect. Yes. <laughs> well, we are unfortunately getting to the end of the interview now, Tanya. It's gone so fast, hasn't it? I'm just, yeah. I've had a blast, so thank you. <laughs> but as a closing statement, and what's probably the most important question, a little bit mm-hmm. more serious now, knowing what you know now, what would you tell your 14-year-old self? At that moment, like the best thing is it gets better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like the, the, it gets better. That's yeah. good advice for all the young listeners yeah. today too. If you're going through a hard time, it does get better. Yeah, it gets, it gets better. better. There's so much to look forward to as you get older, mm-hmm. isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. And if our audience want to contact you, find out what you're up to in the future, where should they go? Where should we go follow you? Yes, you can follow me on Instagram under la alemana underscore official. The same for my Facebook and I have a TikTok that's the same, Malamana official. Um, but I'm mostly on Instagram. And then um, for our company website, islandtouchdance.com, we have online classes, islandtouchonline.com. And uh, yeah, that, that's the biggest thing is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. You can find me there, Lalamana official, always. Woo. <laughs> and you and you and George also have your own Instagram yeah. as well, yeah. Yeah, 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 thank you. I was like, I didn't know <laughs> whether you were first or he was first, yeah. but yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'll put all the links below this interview for everyone to click on as well, so they can go follow if you if they haven't already. But thank you so much for coming on oh, the show. I really appreciate you. you know your whole hour. It's been fantastic. <laughs> it's, it doesn't even feel like an hour. That's been amazing. I know, right? So much. <laughs> very That's, fun. That's when you know you're having fun. The time just flies. But you're welcome on any time, okay, Tanya? So come back on the show in the future. And who knows, hopefully in the future we can do it in person if you ever plan to come to Australia. Is that – have you been to Australia before? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we've actually gone a few times. Um, Definitely want to come back. So hopefully that will be on the schedule soon. So if you're an Australian promoter – let us know we're willing to come over we hey i know a few up. so we'll see yeah <laughs> and you got someone to visit now all right just gonna make yes, sure you absolutely. come meet me we'll go for a social night and do yes. an interview in person that'll be a lot of perfect. fun perfect love it let's keep in touch then and we'll make it happen it's, it's on yes. the to-do list yes. <laughs> thank you for listening If you want to be the first to get every new episode, remember to subscribe to this podcast for free. Just search for Rave It Up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share it with your friends and tell us what you love the most and even let us know what you want to hear on this podcast. You can even check out the videos of our interviews on our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. And for more, visit our website, raveituptv.com. Now, before I leave you today, I just want you to remember that you are loved and you are beautiful. Bye.